I'll hit the button and then the recording will be in progress. Uh, it's recording like right is now. in progress. Right, right, right now. now, right now. Let's do this. What were you saying? Like 4.15-ish. Then I okay. got to drive to Queen, the Queen Creekage. Hell. I know. You're going to say what up to John when you're out there? No, I drive right past yeah. that guy. Yeah, so we'll, like uh, Shannon's, like the ranch, they have like a men's Bible study and a women's Bible study tonight. But we're going there early to watch the new Abraham movie that just came out, His Only Son. Ooh, yeah. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go watch that tonight. It looks pretty. Is, dope. It, in, is it in theaters or it's on? So Angel Studios, right? It's in the theaters. So there's a theater right down the street from the from his house that has like a a limited time viewing of it, and it's supposed to open tomorrow. But there's like a pre showing tonight. So mm. we're gonna go check out the, like the pre pre showing here. That pre pre. That pre workout. That's, That's what I got in this. Is that pre pre? You see, look at you, man, getting all. Because uh, my dad went back to Phoenix this morning at six forty-five. So Did they fly in or drive in? He uh, he flew. Ah. Because him and my mom were supposed to come up. My mom had like some stomach bug or something, and then so she didn't come up. So he flew up, and then he was going to stay until like next week. And he's like, "Well, I'm going to go home." And hang with your mom because she's sick. I'm like, man, you guys are always together. Like, <laughs> you can stay away from her for another four days. <laughs> so, so the only Pops. flight today that was available was open was the six forty five flight. So I had to get up at four or fifteen. So that's awful. Yuck! That's yucky. And it was dumping rain. So like, how far? It's like twenty minutes to the airport from here. So it's like mm-hmm. 10 minutes just to get to the highway and then 10 minutes to get to the airport ish. It's not very, not very long drive. Yeah. But like, I'd say five minutes before the airport, the highway splits in two. So like, let's say like, I don't know, let's say this, the 202 and the 10 where they split. Yeah. Right. Like you're going eastbound on the 10 and you hit the 202 split mm-hmm. kind of like that, but it's just like, one goes downtown and stops and the other one goes is the actual interstate. Yeah. And right there, dude, it was like dumping snow. So like as we pass <laughs> it, it was snowing. What? Like, oh, <laughs> this is crazy. So and the dude in the ski the ski place got like twelve inches overnight and it's been raining all day. So they got another ten inches today. And it dude. snowed like three feet in the last week. You got some fresh pow, dude. Yeah. You gonna go so, to the mountain or what? No man, I can sick. You can't go get on... like the mountain sick. I know, but I won't get any better. This, this and then Andrew still has a cough, so he'll he'll get worse. Ugh, lame. He doesn't listen to Jack. Did <laughs> stubborn like someone else I know, bro. Mm-mm. Like Aaron from. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm staying silent on that one. Mm-hmm. No, it's a fine mix between both of you, actually. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. So, but yeah. And then, oh, dude, and I got a message. Well, you saw the message. So yeah, dude, that's message, awesome. Dude, that was pretty dope. Yeah. I got I another know. message, bro. Come on, guys. Reach out when you guys are listening. Any questions, comments, whatever, reach out to us at the God Guns and Family Podcast on Instagram or at the God Guns and Family Podcast at Gmail. Yes, sir. Oh, Why not the change? Yep. I'm gonna I'm go see that. I wonder uh, 
If it's here, I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah. Every theater. Perfect. Yeah, yeah so I, um, it was random because, like, you know, if somebody sends me a message, it doesn't show up. It shows in, like, into that pending queue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, yeah, so, yeah, man, I appreciate that. That was, uh, what was that? Sweaty Eddie BJJ. Yeah, sweaty you, Eddie. Thanks for reaching out. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. <clears throat> yeah, and so, I mean, you know, the main goal that we're trying to do here is just to get people to listen, try to get someone to relate. Um, if we can get someone to lean a little bit more towards the path of yes, following sir. Jesus, then that's a that's win. What we, that's what we want to do. Yeah. So. Brings us right in today's like little <laughs> little thought, my dude. Um I mean, just in light of everything that was going on in Nashville over the last week, which our hearts and yep. prayers go out to the families, all, everyone that's touched by that uh tragedy in Nashville that just took place. Um, why do bad things happen to good people? I feel like that's a huge question I get asked a lot by people who were inquisitive of Christianity or Jesus, but really are like hung up on, well, why is there so much bad stuff in the world? If you know, God is good. I -hmm. mean, I've had numerous conversations with that stuff about it. I mean, do you have any thoughts personally on that before we dive into that? No, I mean, I, um, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Um, like, cause, cause God is just good. Right. So he Mm -hmm. doesn't have, there's nothing that he does that is bad or evil or anything like that doesn't mean that evil doesn't exist mm-hmm. right so like the thing that kind of comes to mind is like um when in i mean in all the gospels where like there's possessed individuals right yeah. um they're not good they're evil right they're demons demonic spirits and all that stuff yep and they cause people to do bad things right so ultimately, I mean, I think like in the broad spectrum, if someone has found a path to Jesus or found their path to God or something like that in one way or another, um, this type of stuff wouldn't happen. Um, because I think, I can't remember where I read it. I saw it somewhere. It says like, the and the that's a yeah. pretty good point right there <laughs> it's yeah, yeah um it was like i can't i can't remember like what it was it was like something like if you have jesus in your heart like there's no room for i don't know demonic something like that like it can't they can't be in the same spot or something light, yeah light and dark can't be as far as ownership of your 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 heart um, yeah but you know, that's a whole other topic. It's like being demonically oppressed versus being demonically possessed. I mean, that's an entirely different conversation, but, um, yeah, I don't know the difference. Um, like possessed is like, there's no rulership other than that inside you. Um, demonic oppression, like you can confess Jesus is your Lord and savior, but you can still battle demonic strongholds in your mind and in your thoughts and be oppressed, like, you know, have battle in your mind, heart, body, and soul over certain things, Mm. um, 
because there's a, a demonic stronghold that you've you know given approval to. Um, but that's I mean that's all spiritual warfare kind of crazy stuff. But um, as far as bad things happening to good people, I mean the bad happens because the world is fallen. Because if you mm-hmm. go back into Genesis, right, Adam and Eve, the fall of man opened the door to darkness into the world. Like that's just what happened. That was the uh, the uh, influx and agreeance with sin in the world is what happened. And as long as Jesus has not come to establish his kingdom here on earth, right? Or his king, you know, like in the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be yep. done on earth as it is in heaven. Until he establishes his kingdom, there will be innately because the world has fallen evil and darkness, which evil exists. No one can refute that at all. Like, it, I mean, look around. Even, I mean, in Revelation, it talks about even more so evil and darkness will be more prevalent in the world um, as time ticks down to Jesus return, right? I mean, even, and you're looking at this, but on the other side of that, right? So it happens to the, so bad things happen to good people and to bad people. It happens in just because the world has fallen and, you know, darkness doesn't have a precedence on what negative happens, whether you're a good person, you follow Jesus or you're a bad person, like bad stuff just happens. And the idea that because you believe in Jesus or, you know, that God is good prevents all that from happening is a fallacy Oh yeah, because he's given humans the ability to, to choose free will, right? Yep. He's a sovereign God, which means he or- orchestrates and ordains everything, but in his sovereignty gave humans the ability to choose light or dark. And if you don't choose Jesus automatically, you're in the dark. Oh yeah. Like you were saying light and dark cannot occupy the same space. You're either of the light or you're of the darkness. And I mean, just like it rains on the just and the unjust, right? Like God provides everything. The rain will come back in the day when it was written was the rain is what watered your field. And when the rain came, it produced life for the good and for the bad. That's just how it works. Just like darkness is all around us in the world. Um, I think as Christians though, because of our relationship with Christ, when bad things happen to you, yes, your feelings of being hurt and pain and frustration and anger, those are valid. Those are valid emotions, but we, because of our relationship with Jesus, we're, we don't have the right to stay there. We don't right. have the right to take on offense and bitterness and allow those things to grow and fester inside you. I mean, our relationship with Jesus prevents that because what he says is in his word is even the bad things that happen to you, God will use all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's a promise for people who confess Jesus as Lord and savior and live as such, right? It does not make you exempt from bad stuff happening. It does give you the promise that even though bad things happen, God will use those things for the greater good. Yeah. Um, does it suck? Yes. Does bad, like, can I wish that I could like 
undo all the evil in the world. And like, I, I wish I had that ability because I would do it. Yeah. But nonetheless, for those who hold to the promise of Jesus, like that's the promise that he's going to make everything profitable for good in your life, regardless of good or bad. And when bad stuff does happen to you, um, there's a huge difference between like lamenting, which is like, God, this is just, I'm so frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm angry and saying these things in lament to Christ. And then that's entirely different than complaining because complaining, you're giving it authority. You're all you're doing. You're allowing that negative to change. Like, it's like, it's like having a backpack. This negative thing happens. You grab this backpack, you put it on and you wear the weight of the negative thing. And it allows that to change how you think, how you operate, what you're focused on. And before you know it, you're complaining so much that that's <clears throat> become an idol. Like the, the thing that's negative has become an idol in your life. And taking the time to lament and then getting up and saying, Jesus, I'm going to put my trust in you, my faith in you, that you say you're going to make all things work for good. Um, that's the difference between staying in that place of negative and hurt and pain and frustration, and then pouring it all out to God, leaving it at the foot of cross, and then standing up and saying, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep pushing forward. I'm going to keep pursuing, and I'm not going to allow that negative thing that's happened in my life to prevent me from my pursuit to see the face of Jesus. So if, so, um, when I, I think someone may think this. Um, I was just kind of thinking, I'm just not, I'm not being devil's advocate, just being, just having like a counterpoint, I guess. Not, you know, just, you know, geez. Just do it. Say it. Because it's going to come guy. up. Like someone, someone's going to be thinking it. So um, I just put down. So those who think that God, or those who know that God is only like, is only good. Okay. I'm trying to think about how I was going to ask this is if only if God has can make good things come out of bad outcomes, why do they happen in the first place? Like if, and I think that not, and I know, I know the answer, but just like point of conversation. Um, and the other thing too, is for everyone who is always like, Oh, you know, you know how the whole political stuff goes on. It's like, Oh, your prayers don't stop this from happening and this and that and this. And you know, they always say that specific, that talking mm -hmm. point is always there. And um, I think like, so for example, the person, one of the persons, one of the kids that was killed was the past, the pastor's daughter. Yep. Um, and she was specifically targeted because she was the pastor's daughter. Um, so I think something that may come on people's minds is like, if someone is that in engulfed in in the you know in the word and Christianity and stuff like that, why why would it happen to them as opposed to someone who is like completely against God? They're atheists. They're let's let's say they're Satanists. Whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Why would that not happen? on that side as opposed to you know just point of conversation yeah i mean 
my first thought in that is we don't know why. Right. Um, and we won't know, but my speculation would be if she was specifically targeted, which we know she was, um, the enemy doesn't have to do anything to someone who worships him to get them off path. I feel like in this particular context, I don't know why it happened. And, you know, Jesus knows, um, and we'll be able to ask him at some point, but, um, what an attack though, in the realm of the physical to try to take out a pastor in his church, than like taking out his daughter physically. Like mm-hmm. for me, like if the dude of, uh, you know, uh, uh, say the, I don't even know if they're pastor, whatever you would call the leader of the satanic church, Satan's not going to take out his daughter. He's already doing the will of Satan on the other side of that. Yeah. This dude who's running a Presbyterian church teaching kids. I mean, whether through verbal or living out before these kids to see the gospel lived out in people like what better way to undermine a church than author a tragedy such as the Nashville shooting and ultimately try to undermine the God's church through taking out the most important and precious thing in this pastor's life, which is his his daughter. Yeah. I mean, I'm saved, but I'm not saved that saved yet. And I feel like that just makes my blood boil and all the wrong ways. Um, Oh Lord Jesus. Um, But in the sake of devil's arguments, devil's advocate in this whole thing, we don't know, but my speculation again would be what better way to try to take out God's people than to try to cut the church at its knees through an act of a selfish act of violence to try to bring down the the leader of that church. Yeah. I mean, because you're a Christian, you're already targeted, especially as this world progresses and goes forward. Your faith, excuse me, it, your faith in Jesus automatically makes you an enemy of the darkness in the world immediately because the light you carry ultimately carries the conviction of the sin these people are worshiping and the world is worshiping. And if you have, you know, the atheist or the agnostics who whatever, your truth immediately makes their quote truth, the truth makes the quote truth uncomfortable because you have to admit that they're wrong. That's yep. not this gray scale that we, the world thinks we live in. It's if you profess Christ, you have a target on your back. Physically, the Bible says in the end times, people will be purpose persecuted. Um, but spiritually as well, you have a target on your back. You say, dude, Jesus is my Lord and savior. I'm sold out. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to go all in and see whatever God wants to do. Like Isaiah, right? Wherever you want me to go, Lord, I'll go. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. As soon as you live that, because there's a difference of saying it and living it. And as soon as you go all in and try to live that, expect the enemy to come out of the woodworks. Your life's going to get difficult. He wants to undermine you. There's going to be problems. You're going to 
you know, face that are going to be adverse situations. There's going to be tension in your house. There's going to be someone at work that pisses you off. Like there's going to be everything to try to undermine that, that forward motion in the kingdom. Cause every single person listening and you and everyone else, there's a plan and purpose for your life inside the will of Christ. You can't take that promise. Well, there's a plan and will for my life without the person who gave the promise, God, like mm-hmm. you can't have them with like one without the other. Like if you're the promise for a plan and will for your life, for the kingdom of God to come to earth, every single person has that associated with their life. And what better way to undermine the propulsion of the kingdom forward than to take you out and keep it distracted on physical things in the world through physical hardship, physical pain, stuff going on around you, you being victim to one of the, like the enemy does not, the only way the enemy can get back at God is through his kids. Mm-hmm. We're blood bought. We are purchased by the blood of Jesus. And the only way for Satan to get back at God is to keep his kids separate from him and to cause pain to his children because God already won. The victory has already happened. And now it's just waiting. And it's not going to, it doesn't change. Like it doesn't change. Even the, the battle is one-sided right now. And the battle is, is Satan trying to constantly get us. And, and God's like, and whatever. He's like, they, if he's like, if they know, and they follow me, no matter what you do to their physical body Mm -hmm. or their physical self, they're going to be with me anyways. So, yep. And they know that if you're a true believer, you know that, which sucks because like we only feel pain and, you know, and emotion and stuff right now. But ultimately what it comes down to is, you know, if we already know what we believe and where we're going, then Satan's just trying to make us change that by causing the physical pain. Yep. Because in hopes of in the physical pain, we make a conscious effort and a conscious choice to turn away from God. That's the whole thing. You know, negative stuff happens sometimes by plan of the enemy, sometimes because we live in a fallen world. We won't know. But at the end of the day, the goal for Satan is to get God's kids to turn their backs on God. End of story. Because the like and you does said, that the, do anything? To, like to make a conscious it says in the bible the only unforgivable sin is blasphemy of the holy spirit which essentially is the only unforgivable sin is choosing to be unforgivable so saying choosing to like that sounds like an actively trying to do something that you know like yeah like you have to make a conscious choice to not be forgiven. That's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So he wants to make life so difficult for Christians that they turn their back on God and choose to be unforgivable because the battle's already been won. Jesus already settled the score. Satan already knows he's going to be cast into the lake of fire, right? That's his, that's his, that's already been decided. That's already written. Read the back of the book. What he wants, Satan being Satan, is company in the fire read the back of the book read the back of the book it's one it's like it's not up for debate right 
Jesus settled the score. That's why on the work on the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And immediately the veil tore. split, bro. The veil split. And the significance of the veil splitting is the veil was the only thing protecting the most, the, the most high priest in the presence of God from essentially the presence of the living God coming out and killing everyone in its, in its wake, because not nothing unholy can stand before a living and holy God. That veil, the only person allowed behind the veil was the high priest who did the cleansing ceremony and was at that point considered blameless. Yep. So you would go to the temple, petition the high priest, the high priest would take your petitions and he would go before the presence of God. When the veil tore, that was the significance of saying the spirit of the living God is now available to every human being because the death of the, the death that was bore by Jesus on the cross. The significance of that for us means we now personally, because the Holy Spirit lives within us, can go boldly before the throne of grace. The work is done. Now it's just us, up to us to be willing to be used by God to bring his kingdom, like Matthew 6 talks about, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, allowing heaven to play out through our hands, feet, and mouth. That's the privilege that we get. So when bad stuff happens, I can tell you by Christians, by the way they react to this bad thing, that is going to be the greatest display of who Christ is within them. Are you going to be so focused on the negative? Or are you going to say, man, God, I'm going to be with the people who this, this, this tragedy affects or this negative affects, and I'm still going to stand for his goodness and his kingdom because I know his promise to be true, which is God is going to use all things for good, which that's that's the promise and i'm going to be i'm going to stand here as a representative of the of the christ in me to display jesus to the world that's it boom boom so do you want to take a quick break and then we can cut it and then oh, let's do you, it can you do you have to leave right at 515 uh 415 yeah 515 your well, time well 515 my time okay so yeah. we'll do this that way that can do the thing and then the thing, we'll do thing, 20 thing. minutes after dig it All right See you guys in a minute. Just Be Or is a local Phoenix, Arizona family business that offers three services. Be Organized is our personal organization service. We will organize and declutter projects in your home or offices. Be Hauled is our junk and debris removal services. We haul away unwanted junk, yard debris, and furniture. And Be Restored Designs is our furniture restoring service. We restore and customize your older wooden pieces, breathing life back into them. We would love to give you a helping hand. For more information or to get a free quote, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Links will be included in the description below. Or you can shoot us an email at just.b.ohr516 at gmail.com. Recording in progress. <laughs> okay, so um, we're back. We're back. We're back. 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 All right. So where we? Where we? Where were we at? I don't know. I just preached for like twenty minutes. I think so. Yeah. So um, I think the I think a big a big point of the whole thing is um, and it's like it's really common sense, you know, but. If so, there's always there's always this conversation where like not not necessarily about the shootings and stuff, but 
in about Christ and everything in general, where it's like, okay, can you be an atheist or agnostic and still have morals? Well, probably, but the basis behind morality is good, right? So mm-hmm. if you if you if you're an atheist, why why would you have any morals? What's what would be the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no point to it. Because yep. if you're gonna do what you're gonna do no matter what, no matter what the no matter what the repercussions are, you know, it what does it what does it matter? Right. So I think the the biggest thing for me is like you have to have the problem the problem with what's going on a lot of times is the lack of of lack of god right mm-hmm. the reason why there's people doing stuff like this because if they were actively pursuing jesus this would never have happened guaranteed yep right um one of the other things too that consistently happens is that i think i think when we're talking about um bad things happening i th- i think that there's a there's a real obvious tactfulness by the left to openly try and shut christianity down um this this specific instance there was already a significant amount of evidence found where it was done because they were christians Mm -hmm. like they were specifically targeted because they were christians this school specifically was targeted because there was no security which i want to talk about that yeah for the last bit but if there was even if like i'm not saying that you have to like be actively in the church all the time and stuff like that but like be be like have them in your heart right because that's really what matters you know um you may have at stuff to add on to that but like i think just that alone is like i don't know what the rules are you know mm-hmm. um cuz it kind of be it, it kind of gets uh, interpreted different ways but um like I think I don't know what the line is exactly, but it's like you, uh, something like basically you have to believe in Jesus to be saved or something like that, right? They're like mm-hmm. there's something. What does he? Do you know what he says? If you believe in your mouth the, and you believe with your heart and confess with your believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, you'll be saved. That's in Matthew. Yeah, I think it says Mark. in a couple different places. Yeah, yeah, it's like, in it's, it's in, in all, the synoptic gospels. Yeah, it's all of them. So my thing is, like, because I know there's, I, I'm friends with people who don't actively go to church. I didn't actively go to church for a long, long time. But I was always under the impression that Jesus is real. I believed. We were super wrong. It's Romans. Oh. Romans 10. Who wrote that? The good old boy, Paul. Paul. <laughs> So you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, and that God raised it from the dead, you will be saved. 
For it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Yeah. That's sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. We were wrong. Well, yeah, we're super wrong. That's why I was like, oh, I think I might be wrong. So I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. I fact checked yeah. myself. So yeah, man, I mean, because like I don't know. I mean, you don't have to necessarily go to church, right, to be saved, I guess, is is what I'm trying to say. I don't I'm not I don't know I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Um there are things in the Bible that I know for sure that specifically mention like you don't have to like go to church, but like Jesus wants community, right? That's 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 kind of the whole part of it. Like their community is the thing. Yeah. Um I don't know, you know, what the verses are and all that other stuff, but mm-hmm. it's it's talked about um from what I've been told. Mm-hmm in sermons it's there right this the community aspect is there so yeah. like then yeah i mean church is there but like that that the community can be like your family your neighbors like if you guys are talking about it or whatever you know mm-hmm. um talking about it with people at jujitsu or what, whatever it is right so i think that that's kind of a big part um, I know for sure that I wasn't doing enough. Like I didn't feel like I was doing enough. So mm-hmm. I knew, I felt like I had to change that, which is why I did. Um, so geez, excuse me. I burped. Did you guys hear me burp? No, I didn't hear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Um, so like, that's why the biggest thing for me is when I want, when I started going to church, I wanted to be active and I wasn't, apparently I wasn't a member. I didn't know that there's like a process. Yeah. So, okay. Well, are you a member now? I'm a member now. Ayo. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was a member already. I don't know, whatever. So, um, <laughs> so I did that. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that big of a thing. It just, it was like a class, like a sacred class, right? Yeah. I just watched the video online or whatever. So, um, which made me even more, stoked about going to the church that i go to because the belief is the beliefs yep. that I, are like super in yep. line um especially like the specific i think i talked we talked about this last week about the tithing do we talk about that oh uh, no no maybe i talked no. about it with with Dries, um the Dries, the south african dude dude his accent's so dope i like, kind of wish i had it i know me too dude anyway so we're talking about that because like our our church goes directly from the bible and he's like this is what he's saying. This is how it applies to life. This is what the root of this is. It actually means this. So this, this kind of, you know, that kind of stuff, kind of yep. explaining a little bit. It's not all like lecture like that because that would be mm-hmm. boring. But he ties it in very well with real world. Um, and in that class, online class, he's like, yeah, tithing's in the Bible, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about tithing unless it's specifically what we're reading in our reading for the day. Other than that, we don't bring it up because we're more than hmm. that. We don't want to focus on that. Yeah. And uh, Dries was Dries uh, was talking about how, like, he's been to churches where like they bring it up every day, mm-hmm. like every day, every day, money, 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 money. And I'm like, oh, that's probably why I don't go to that church then. So, <laughs> um, how do you guys do offerings then? Like, do you do your tithe and offerings like like time during service or what? Um, it's just, there's a box in the back when everybody leaves 
Um, I set my. They don't up. say anything tithing from the from the platform. Like this is time if you want to give your tithes and offerings or nope. anything like that. Dang. All right. Yeah, and then um, I mine set up digitally, so <clears throat> like you can set you can do a QR code and like set up a monthly or weekly or whatever. I do mine weekly, so that's cool. Um, it's not a lot. It's just you know something to help. I'm um, a I'm a side tangent in this real quick. Jesus talks more about how you treat money than any other topic in the Bible. And the spiritual principle of tithing is like revolutionary for your life. Like a blessed 90% will go so much farther than in a not blessed 100% of your funds. It's insane how it works, but that's God's economy, God's kingdom. But if you guys are not tithing, look up the benefits of tithing. Like, I cannot stress to you enough the like the importance of tithing. I mean, roughly 2350 verses concerning money are in the Bible. That's almost twice as many verses about as faith and prayer combined. Did you just look that up? Yeah. It says Jesus has a lot to say about money. Nearly 15% of everything Jesus spoke about related to money or possessions. So tithing is an incredible resource for anyone who who is a follower of Jesus. Mm. And it puts everything in perspective. Are you trusting Jesus completely? Because, you know, a tithe, right? It's the first fruit. It's like, that's the first thing that comes out of your bank account. Boom, is what God, is God. Say, God, you gave me this. I'm going to give this back to you. Not because he needs anything, because it shows you where your heart's at. So do your study, read about tithing and the importance of it, what it does, the importance of it inside your own soul. And then we'll chat about next week, y'all, because boom, I mean, not necessarily probably talk about next week, but we want to hear from you guys online, Instagram, all that stuff, the Gmail hit us up, but tithing, tithing's where it's at, man. And uh, it's not, and from my understanding, it's not just to the church either. It's just in general, right? So like the way that I interpret it is like, I because I donate to St. Jude's, Mm-hmm. Um, I donate to Prager U, which isn't necessarily tithing, but like it's a good cause. Like it helps, you know, Prager U. Never heard of it. Prager U is uh, just like you can look it up, but it, it, it you'll be like, oh snap! So I donate to them, and I do, and I obviously I donate to National Association of Gun Rights. So yeah, you gotta you gotta which, do that. Which so for me, like I think it's kind of a thing. Um. I'm going to obviously donate to you guys for your trip. Not a lot hey. though. Cause, cause I'm jealous actually a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little resentment, no forgiveness <laughs> at this point. We got to work through for some forgiveness, bro. Um, but yeah, so back on to the yeah, security sorry. thing. Sorry. Yes. Security. Um, man. So, when I saw, so there was a reason why the church, the school, church, Christian school was targeted, right? Because there was no security at all. Which is insane to me. Which is insane, right? The school, so from my perspective, so this is, and this is, dude, okay, so this is going to sound weird, right? So like when my dad, my dad came on last Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. He just left this morning and he was like, Oh, you got he's like, you guys carry for the safety team? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, was there like 
trouble or like problems around here. And I'm like, dude, I was like, almost every church where I have friends that go to have a yep. security team and they carry. Yep. It's almost common. Like, yep. It's it's more common than not, really, I guess. Um, and then this happened, and I'm like, remember when you were asking me about security? This is yep. this is this is why. This this is the reason why. So it's kind of I don't know. It's very sad. Obviously, it's a very sad mm-hmm. situation. Um, but the problem is, and I saw a few things on social media this week. Um, you know about like the eighty-seven thousand IRS agents that were mm-hmm. being hired, right? All that money could go into school security. Yep. Right. Whatever. There's all the money going to Ukraine. Oh Lord, yep. That can go like a good portion of that could go to go to school security. There's all these different things. Um, there's a significant number of unemployed veterans out there who would be more than willing. Uh, yep. To do that was gonna be my point to that. Yeah, there's more than enough uh that can they've been formally trained by the government they have a skill set that could be like used to keep kids safe like why are we yeah even if you only took even if you only took the combat arms which is like three or four percent i think of veterans that may be way off um i'll look it up actually even if you took a very small percentage right what percentage of the military is combat arms? 10%. So 10%. And there's, I think, 3 million combat veterans. How many combat veterans are in the US? <laughs> 2.5 million. Yep. So 10% that's a ton of, of that. Peeps. 10% of that is 250,000. So there's 250,000 combat arms, MOS, combat trained veterans out there not saying that they're all unemployed but they're there yep who don't need much training they may need some may need pistol training because not all of combat veterans yeah. carry pistols but if they're just carrying a rifle okay yeah. <laughs> okay so what so so my thing is like so the the security is a must um if you're if you're like, so like my son's school, there's like a call box at the front. You can't even get in. It's Unless locked. you're paged in. Yeah. And like, and we're in a, we're in a farm community, man. Like it's not, it's quiet. Yeah. Right. The crime is almost non-existent. The church armed fools all up in that mug, dude. Yep. So like, if you're not on duty, so the thing is that if you're on duty, you have to qualify. If you want to carry on duty, you have to qualify. If you're not on yeah. duty, you can carry. If you have the enhanced permit, because it's the same mm-hmm. laws, uh, they use the college campus carry stuff. Anyways, that's it. This is a thing. Be cognizant of security. Like if you were, if you attend a church and there's no security, or if you don't Start know security, one. find out. Yep. This is a thing. Like Christians are being targeted specifically yep. because we are Christian, right? And mm-hmm. I'm over here like, I wish a mother would. <laughs> I don't actually, because I don't want anyone to experience that violence because it's going to get yeah. cray cray. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a tragedy, obviously. 
Um, it could have been alleviated, but word up to the dudes that showed up and without hesitation dropped them. No questions yep. asked. Dude, like, yeah, there's like the body cam video that was released. Like that same dude, as he gets out of the car, he's getting his rifle out of the car. He walks by. There's a staff member who's like on the sidewalk and she's all like this, this, this. And he's like, yes, ma'am. Okay. And he keeps going, goes inside. And he's the one who, sh- who takes the shot. And a friggin' amazing shot, by the way. Like, yeah, it was, it, it was, was like an... around the corner, pop, pop, pop. Yep. And then they came up and finished it. It was, yep. Unfortunate as all get out. Um, obviously our prayers are with them. So. Yep. I mean, it all goes yeah. back down to our calls, men, for our family, our friends, our churches is to be a protector. That's what God calls us to be. And if you're on the fence about whether or not, or, or to carry or not to carry, or to do jujitsu. Or to do jujitsu, all that, it all starts with the mentality of being someone who is cognizant of that your call for your family, friends, and church is to be a protector. And that all starts with your mind. And change the way you're thinking. Do some training, jujitsu, pistol training, rifle training, whatever, long gun, short gun, whatever. Do it. Cause that's what we're called to be. Called to be protectors by nature. That's it, my dude. I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> Can you hear me breathing? Yeah. No, your pop screen's good. All right. That's it, guys. That's all we got for today. You bring your prayers out, bro. Let's do it. Jesus, Jeez. we just, uh, <laughs> sorry. God, we're such an honor, such an honor, Lord, to be called the son and daughter of you. And Jesus, we just, uh, we just lift up the, the the family, the people, all affected with this tragedy in Nashville, Lord, and that everyone, Lord, that uh, is affected, even in the periphery of of tragedy in general. And for those that are going through a difficult time right now, Jesus, we just thank you, we honor you, that your goodness, Lord, prevails, and that Lord, your name will be made magnified, even in the terrible tragedies that uh, the world will see and have seen. Lord, that your goodness still prevails and that you will make a good come of all things because that's your character and your nature, Jesus. So, Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We say have your way in us and through us and into this world, and it'll all be for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, brother. See See you, man. All right. Bye-bye. Toodles. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps us get the word out to more listeners. Also, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at GodGunsAndFamilyPodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram at the GodGunsAndFamilyPodcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please reach out if you need something or have questions. God bless. <laughs>